welcome to episode 228 of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is not Randy Michael Stat, but instead, it's Russell John Fisher. Yeah, Randy's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Russ. <laughs> what up? Well, we just spoke with Randy. We just finished the recording for this episode, but we had to cut him loose because Randy just told us at the witching hour that his mother is having a birthday and she extended an invitation for him to go and celebrate. Well, they forgot about him, so they gave him an invitation also, late. Randy is not the favorite child. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think Randy's the favorite? Uh, I don't know. Well, let's uh, look Randy's at his personality. The, and- Randy is the youngest. <laughs> I am the firstborn. Oh, he might be. Yeah. I'm the favorite. You're the oldest? Yeah. Of all your siblings? Yeah. Why why do you think I'm the youngest? (laughs) I thought so, yeah. No, I'm the responsible. I'm the rock of Gibraltar over here, baby. (laughs) You're the baby. I think she was just saying because you act spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Oksana Valerian. Osachi's joining us. Hi. Oksana, how are you today? I'm good. Oksana, you also joined us um, in the meat and potatoes part of this episode as we cover the fourth annual, we believe it's the fourth annual, Lookie Awards. Um, No interview this week. We had to do our um, Lookies, uh, which is our top five favorite films of the year. Um, So we do that. Uh, Sans the phone calls that we generally do, we explain that in the intro. So uh, stay tuned for the Lookies. Uh, Had a great episode. Oksana, Lovely to have you here to to insight because you and Russell watched the same movies throughout the year, but there were no uh, crossover. Right. We actually, I think this is, we didn't fully agree on movies this year. What? Well, I mean, like, there were some that you the liked hell? more than me, which I think, I don't know. Yeah, if we're talking about The Grudge. <laughs> You like the grudge? She did. I didn't hate it, but I'm not going to defend it. But it's not great. I like that movie that I covered early on that was done by the MTV director that everybody fucking hated. The uh, period piece one where it looked like a music video at the end, and it was the Johnny Knoxville movie. No, it was like a a girl goes to take care of a little kid. Oh, oh, the turning. The turning. Oh, the turning. Yeah, I I enjoyed the turning. I'm not going to defend the grudge, but I didn't hate it. She she defended Here the grudge first. Oksana's number six, the grudge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I don't think we had any crossover in the entire episode, um, and uh, this was a very interesting year, obviously. And uh, I think that uh, is a great uh, great year for film, despite all the nonsense that happened in the world. Despite the film industry dying, yes, <laughs> there yes, so many. Yeah, my list of things that I still need to watch from twenty twenty like quadrupled in the past day. I know, right? I, I definitely want to catch up on some things, and I want to rewatch some stuff that was actually on my list. Because um, <laughs> I, I honestly thought it was a great year. Uh, but before we get to all that, and uh, we have a regular intro planned because we did not have a um, a regular episode last week, so we wanted to sort of kind of get back in the groove of everything. So we've got a regular intro lined up for you following this. Uh, but before we get to all that, it's Oksana's time to tell us about what's coming out this week. So I mentioned um, at the end of December that January is already like packed. It was already packed back then, and it's just getting more populated as we get further into the month. Um, so the first movie I'm going to talk about came out last Friday on the 8th. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. It's Grizzly 2. 
It's the one that was like 35 years in the making for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> it's um, with George Clooney. Um, there's a bunch of like big celebrities in this movie. I can't remember. Yeah, Laura Dern, George Clooney. Yes. So it's about um, a giant grizzly, <laughs> grizzly bear reacting to the slaughter of grizzlies by poachers, and he attacks a massive <laughs> big bear. Why are you laughing? How you doing? <laughs> he, this is so weird. Because uh, one of the genres, it, it's horror, Genre. music, and thriller. Do you have wine music. in that little sippy cup over there? It's a giant thermos of water. Okay. Oh, okay. It's got vodka. <laughs> oh I got a question for you. What, what the, what's up with uh, Barbie Wilde? She's playing Predator Robotic Drummer in this movie? A.K.A. Randy. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sadly, he went deaf and could not hear that joke. This, He's actually on the line. This movie has a 12 uh, meta score. Uh, this is Randy. False. <laughs> also, that's a callback to a thing that hasn't happened yet in the episode. Good job, Randy. Very good at that. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a grizzly bear who attacks a uh, concert in protest of grizzlies getting coached. I thought you were going to say a picnic. <laughs> All right, so how is this available? It is supposedly in select theaters, but also on VOD. Interesting. Ooh. All right. I would love to see that in a theater. I know. Well, I mean, that might be good to drive in. Do you think, like, do you think there's a black market of, like, theaters still showing films out here? I would love... In I, California? Hey, I'm just saying, you know what? If uh, the little Roxy hit me up with an email, we're like, hey, if you want to do it, we're still showing oh, shit. Oh, I'm sure. I would hit me up. Email Mom, me. Mom and Pop theaters? Yeah. I would... Totally go out to the Balboa, or I've, fuck it, let's open up the Lumiere again. I go, I want to see Grizzly like too. Isn't it like a restaurant now? Or something? I'll tell you right now, <laughs> in the Bay Area, no. I don't. I think the politics would uh, yeah agree with that, but, but I think in California hey, places. But you know, if you're one of that three percent out there, those renegades, hit me up. <laughs> I'll come watch Grizzly with you. Oksana, what else we got? Speaking of small theaters, <laughs> cool segue. <laughs> Uh, last the Friday, small grower like me. <laughs> <laughs> last Friday, the eighth, I blame society started playing at the Balboa's virtual theater. It is about a struggling filmmaker who realizes that the skill set to make a movie. Oh, sorry, a struggling filmmaker realizes that the skill set to make a movie is the same as to commit the perfect murder. Oh my! Goodness. Wait, why'd you apologize there? I read it weird. I think I don't know. You read it verbatim, 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 verbatim. Documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to a joke. Hasn't happened. <laughs> two for two. Um, I I believe this has come up in our like uh, meetings. It's, I think it's a f- either POV or hybrid POV movie or a faux documentary. Uh, it's hard to tell from the one photo they have in yeah, IMDb. Yeah, but um, so yeah, that's going to be that is available at the Balboa's virtual theater. All right. Also, in coming out this week. <laughs> Why are you so giggly today? Because I'm Cause she's so unloaded. Unpro- I know. Look, my planner is covered in post-its. Things are scratched out. I have too many tabs open. I don't know how you keep your sanity with your 80 tabs right now. Well, I'm insane. <laughs> it, it's clear to me. <laughs> also, I do appreciate that it is the year 2021 and you still have a uh, manual planner in front of you. Yeah, because everything gets lost in Google Drives. Not Ooh. true. Like <laughs> look at look at my tabs open right look now. At, Plus, when you, when you write things down, you use a different part of your brain, and you might remember it better. 
It's true. That's why I got notes over here. <laughs> Ooh, Foley work. I know. <laughs> All right, All right what I'm, I'm done. St- Mick Foley work. Sorry, I had to so get that in. <laughs> Coming out this Friday the 15th. Is Randy. <laughs> I don't have a description, but Rock Camp opens at the Balboa's virtual theater. Oh, how do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> Who was talking about this part of the show taking too long? But also coming to uh, supposedly theaters, but also streaming is Don't Tell a Soul. Oh, that was all we get for Rock Camp? Yeah, I didn't have a thing open for it. Okay, well, thanks fine. for mentioning it. <laughs> Summer Camp meets Spinal Tap as we journey to rock and roll fantasy camp where dreamers from across America and around the world gather to shred the- with their heroes. And learn to... I never ran out. There's no more. Crushed it. <laughs> I was crushing it. And then if I would have went to rock camp... So, <laughs> I'm stalling for you over here. What do you got? tell a soul. Comes to select theaters and streaming this Friday the 15th. It's um, about two thieving teenage brothers stealing money to help their sick mom match wits with a troubled security guard stuck at the bottom of a forgotten well. With Rain Wilson. Don't tell a soul. Jimmy is fell he, in the hole. <laughs> is he the security? He has that's to be That's Rain Wilson guard. there. Oh, man. Oh, that's old Moonface right there. He's at the bottom of that hole. <laughs> Moonface. <laughs> He's Moonface. I hate his face, dude. He's like that kid. He's a nice guy. What was that movie that was trying to be? Um, oh, God. I, I'm three movies deep, and I don't know any of them. <laughs> In too deep. He's got a moon face. It was the wannabe. Uh, <laughs> Is it? I'm, when, I'm not a serial when killer. Walk Hard came out. Yes. What was the super bad? Yeah. So the fake super bad had a round face kid that all the girls liked. He wore glasses. Nobody was buying that shit. McLovin. No, McLovin's in Superbad. Yeah. This was the wannabe Superbad. I don't know what you're talking. Okay, about. that guy and <laughs> Moonface Rain Wilson. I hate them both. That's all. And one more thing to mention. Yes. It is available on YouTube as of Monday this week. So four days ago when this airs. Um, That is mine and Russell's spotlight on the Grim Exchange YouTube channel. Oh, God. You you threw me for a loop there. Please don't watch it. We are talking about found footage games and um, a found footage movie that Russell loves. Yeah, I do a review of Megan is Missing on camera. Miriam, I don't know what she drugged us <laughs> you with. You guys put did. a ton of work into this. Well, Oksana did. I sat in front of a camera after drinking a couple alcohols and uh, just did what I do on here every day. She actually edited together a video in like Nexpo style. And uh, it powered to you. You did the harder work there. I love how when Russell came in here and said, that, uh, yeah, I got to come in here and record this three minute thing. We both knew it was going to be past three minutes. He's like, yeah, I went double the time. Well, uh, later on in the episode, you talk about how long it took you to record our shortest podcast. You want to tell him how long it took you to record a four-minute video? Um, With all my technical problems and blah, 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 I think it took about 15 hours. <laughs> so, oh, my God. I sent it off at 3 a.m. this morning. Mickey uh, Clark, uh, she's got you beat. <laughs> okay, but I think there was some definite user <laughs> error going on as well, part of that. There was a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> she learned a lot from it. It's yeah, one of those yeah, things where you just go, get yeah. in over your head. And if you got the time, hey. Which you kind of didn't, but it all worked <laughs> But it happened anyway somehow. So how is that available? It's going to be on the Grim Exchange YouTube channel. 
And that will be available when this uh, episode airs? Correct, yes. Fantastic. For any questions, queries, concerns, or comments, please direct those to podcast at overlooktheater.com. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, the other one, find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. It's not even my business what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hours available on Facebook as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hours available on Instagram as The Overlook Theater. And The Overlook Hours available on Twitter as The Overlook Hour. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Russell? Did we just, like, get tenanted right there? I feel like we... Did you say that already? No. Okay, I'm... Tenanted? <laughs> Don't watch that. Happy New Year. All right. Uh, for Randy Michael Stat, Russell John Fisher, Oksana Valeria, Osachi, I am Clark, William Little. Until next week, <laughs> I don't know. Be well and don't kill yourself. The lollipops was good. I don't know why you abandoned that. Because anti humor is in, baby. Then get good at it. <laughs> <laughs> dumb for sneezing, but I did for saying excuse me out of habit. I heard the killer laugh as he headed directly to the closet I was hiding in. This week's two-sentence horror story brought to you by Joe Oliver. Joe Oliver, I love you, man. Where where have you gone? Last uh, two months ago, we were talking about making a shirt design or something. Nine two-sentence horror stories later, haven't heard from him. Joe Oliver, this is his ninth uh, iteration uh, to the canon of Two Sentence Horror Story. Joe Oliver is five foot seven inches tall, <laughs> 111 pounds. He is from Narnia. Where I thought that I would do some background research on the people that do the okay. Two Sentence Horror Story. Okay, I was going to ask where you got that information. Off the dark web. Oh, I believe it. Hanging out with James Dobbins? I talked with James Dobbins <laughs> Jones. We got all the statistics for all of our uh, 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 people. So, did you get uh, your surprise last week? Last week was a completely normal week for me. Nothing, anything spectacular happened. Randy, did you get your surprise last week? Uh, I didn't know. Stimulus check? Yeah, I didn't get mine. I got a voicemail today saying, hey, our bad. <laughs> But yeah, did you get one? Do you qualify for one? I'm not legally listed as a person, according to the government of the United States of America. Oh, that's a bummer. I mean, you have a mailing address. You don't have an ID? I'm a ghost who haunts a doll. Yeah, but they, they give out money to dead people. <laughs> I was about to say. I, yeah. I used to be a real life human. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll have to check I was actually mail. a celebrity. All right. Enough about you. <laughs> But you're going to need that money. We'll save that for next week. Because I, I hope you're listening. Uh, we're out of two-sentence horror stories. Well, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm uh, file for unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I mean, the stimulus check should come. I mean, check your voicemails. You, maybe you got one, too. So here's what we'll do. I'll just hang out in the basement until you need me again. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. So I'm on furlough from the Overlook Hour. <laughs> Pretty much. Times are hot all the way around. Well, I thought we were essential. Do you have a violin music queued up? Maybe you could uh, plead to the audience to the send only more violin, The <laughs> only violin music we have on this show is this. 
Okay. <laughs> Close enough. All right. I'll see you guys next week. All right. Maybe. Yeah, that's not a joke. <laughs> There's, you know, it's supply and demand, Randy. You haven't been demanding. People haven't been supplying. <laughs> I'll miss Talking them. about uh, the horror stories? <laughs> yeah, the two sins. Yeah. Variety. Yeah, we're running dry. Well, as a reminder, we were supposed to procure these ourselves. And then we just, it sparked with our listeners. And then we got a bunch of, uh, it carried us for oh, several months. You're right. We were supposed to write our own. Yeah. We'll uh, figure it we, out. But we, <laughs> again, please, if you have any two sentence horror stories, please send those at podcast at overlooktheater.com or, or don't uh, <laughs> DM us, call us. Yeah. Carrier pigeon. And we've got, we've had a comment of a two sentence horror story we read. Yeah. Yeah. So it's whatever. But uh, you're right. We did totally shake that responsibility that we created on Earth. So own. before we get started, I, I need to, Russell, you do not know the story. Randy, you do not know the story. Oksana, I had to tell her as soon as I saw her what happened. Uh, Randy, as you know, for Christmas, I have gotten a waffle maker. Now, mm-hmm. for I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going to say every day except for two days, for two weeks, I have made a waffle every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, I go into the kitchen. I have, yesterday, I went to the grocery store and procured nothing but junk food. Nothing but junk food. <laughs> uh, smoked Gouda potato chips, which are actually okay, by the way. They're pretty Gouda. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> that uh, that and, caught me off guard. <laughs> and I, got, I got banana nut bread and uh, muffin mix. I was like, you know what? What if I made banana nut waffles? I've got bananas that I Uh-oh. purchased from Amazon uh, that are now just getting ripe because they came, they came to me greener than we were starting this show. You from the Amazon? <laughs> Yes. I mean, maybe. Chiquita. Chiquita. <laughs> so, but as soon as I got all the ingredients, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I just want to go get breakfast. But you know what I did do? I put the kettle on. Oh, and then I grabbed no. my keys and I get in my car. Oh, my God. As soon as I cranked my car. See, this is where the story gets a turn. As soon as I cranked my car, I was like, oh, I left the kettle on. So I go back into the house turn off the stove, pull the kettle off the eye it was sitting on, get back in the car, go to Wendy's, go get breakfast. I order at Wendy's. I give the man my card. He hands it back to me. (laughs) Drive right off. I come all the way here. I come home. I grab my orange juice, which he gave me with my card. I open the door. I said, oh, where's my food? I go back into the car. I didn't get the food. I just realized that. <laughs> so I didn't tight. Get so I go all the way back to Wendy's, say to the man, um, yeah, I was here 15 minutes ago, and uh, I paid and left. And he laughed, and he said, yeah, man, come get it. And, uh, <laughs> was it gross? I'm not fit to have children. Okay. I think I've finally reached this to where it, it's not. it can't happen. Maybe you should just get a therapist. I'm not responsible for me. <laughs> I think you're you're so caught up worrying about shit that hasn't happened that you allow dumb shit to happen. Also, another reason why I don't want to have cho- why I can't and don't want to have children, Russell, uh, Randy. Uh, I can send this to you as well, but I'm going to show Russell a picture. Oh God! Of what my sister sent me this morning. Oh no! Uh, with she just sent me this picture and she said, "I give up." <laughs> oh, is it poop? That is uh, her toddler 
shit in the chair. <laughs> and it is just, it looks, but it, it looks look like a brownie. It. it looks like a brownie. It looks like a little chocolate, like cookie. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a Girl Scout cookie. No, if you were hungover and you walked in, uh, you somebody might eat that. But it is milk chocolate brown. Yeah. And it is just in her uh, suede chair. It looks like it came out of a cookie cutter. It does. Yeah. I know. Which really she's a professional weird. cookie maker. You want me to put that in the show notes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're thinking about it. Man, I just can't do it. Then being there for a couple of weeks and like having the child almost break her neck in front of me, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible. I can't deal yeah, with it. Yeah, but that. you love children. I can't deal with it. I, because I am a child. I, I think it. it's important to not lose your, you know, childlike uh, excitement. Who are you talking to? I'm just saying, like, th- nothing is is better than seeing, like, the excitement in the kid's face. Because mm-hmm. that is just unfiltered happiness, man. <laughs> so if you can tap into that in your normal life, I, that's a win. Yeah, maybe you're perfect for parenting. No, nah, man, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. It's hard. I would, I, if, <laughs> it takes five seconds. She said she left him. She left her in that chair for five uh-huh. seconds, and then she fucking laid a deuce in the chair and or, th- or yanked it out of her diaper. You just throw the chair out, beat the kid around a little bit, tell him never do it again. Nah, man, put their nose in it, <laughs> lock them in the dungeon. You know, I don't, what if they started eating the turd? You got to teach them. Also, welcome to twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's your go to. It's good. We have like four poop buttons over there. We do have four poop buttons. I know. All right. Um, so this is the looky episode, but I wanted to do a normal episode um, intro for this uh, to A, to bring in the new year, and B, because we were coming off uh, last week's Creepy Clark episode. Uh, thank you all for your kind words uh, for our sort of. Um, um, exploration into the unknown, and um, even our already irreverent show took a quite uh, more profound irreverent turn with that episode. Um, <laughs> Those words in that episode, I don't know. <laughs> it, it was... Uh, so how that happened is that we were supposed to do the lookies last week, um, and then last Sunday at around 11, which is around the time that we start recording, I had not yet heard from Russ, and then he texts uh, to both me and Randy and said that um, he has severely hurt his back. And so All we're right. like, okay, no problem. I'm not going along with that story. We're going to tell happened. the truth. Creepy Clark is a proud boy. He put a gun to my oh. throat and he said, let me in. This is a coup. And I said, don't do anything crazy. And no, Saturday night I was... Uh, As a reminder... Creepy Clark is asexual and apolitical. Thank you very much. I think he's QAnon. But uh, no, on Saturday night, I what the fuck was I doing? I think I gave in and I was playing cyberpunk for a long time and laying on the couch. And then we started watching. Um, oh, man, we were watching a movie that I think is going to make my top five. And man, I went upstairs and I was hanging up a shirt and I felt lower back pain. And I went, what are you? Like, this is weird. And I instantly thought it was organ pain. I've known so many people that had appendixes come out that it's been a lingering Clark Little thought in the back of my brain. Like, any day now, it's going to happen to me. I go downstairs. I'm watching a movie. It's only growing the entire time. I 
the movie ends. We're going to go upstairs. I can barely make it up the steps. I had, I needed assistance to get to my room. And that was Saturday night. Sunday, I didn't see you at all because I was just in bed the yeah, whole I didn't, time. I didn't see you Saturday night. And then by then, I'm like, well, I'm calling into work. And I was like, dude, I cannot, I could not come out here. And unless I was laying on the floor, like there's no way I could have recorded. That would have been fun. It, I really thought about it. I don't think I could have done it. Like, how would I have done it? Yeah. Plus, you probably would have been in a sour mood and no one needs uh, it. I don't know. Well, you know, later on that night, I got some uh, painkillers from a, you know, anonymous source. And uh, I was in a great <laughs> mood. This was right. A dollar. Elf. I should have tipped a dollar. And I, I didn't pay anything. Um. So, yeah. So, because of that... Uh, Russell said, hey, what if we just did uh, a Creepy Clark episode? And um, it was not that easy. I knew I, I had to approach you. I was you, like, I need enough time to give Clark time to think about it. Because if I just drop this on your plate, you're going to strangle me. I was like, hey, what do you think? I tiptoed around that bitch. You pitched Once it you- the right way. <laughs> and I kind of took it by the reins and just went with oh, it. Oh, completely. That was 100% you. And so, it was great. I loved it. Um, I had the idea, and really how this started is that, okay, this is a perfect time for me to do this fake commercial I wanted to do. So frankly, the from my point of view, uh, this whole episode existed because a few weeks ago, I had an idea to do that flag commercial, <laughs> which we um, did in the episode. And I was like, okay, let's just form an episode and a radio show around this fake commercial, which I've been wanting to do. Uh, for a few weeks, yeah, and w- that's basically how it happened. I, I love the flag commercial. Your writing is great. I wish you would put yourself out there more and do more, and in 2020, 2021, we really need a patriot like yourself to come together, bring <laughs> this country back together with the flag store. Do we know if there's going to be more of these episodes at this moment? <laughs> no. What we do know is that uh, Russell and myself, for the two days of recording we did, that including the flag commercial, which was one day, and then the uh, actual show, which was another day, that was about five hours it took between those two days I, to um, give you a 25-minute show. Instantly, I felt Mickey's pain over at the Three Friends because he did that half-hour episode and was talking about how it was seven hours. Now, last night, I did record a video for uh, the Grim Exchange. It's uh, Miriam and um, Ilan. They're, they're teaming up with the Film Fest, and they wanted me to do a short video. It took me about three hours to record one take of a six-minute review yeah and i but the thing was alone being alone in the room talking like i've kind of gotten to the point to talking into the mic i don't feel alone but like with the camera on me in here i had to bring oksana into like friend change the energy oh god (laughs) yeah you have me and you have randy fuck randy (laughs) yeah thanks alberto um you know you you, you're like oh are we ever going to do this again and then you're talking about having kids. This is clearly your baby now. And I saw the twinkle in your eye when you were saying this that. This is my baby. So I apologize to everybody who's listening still. <laughs> and eventually I will kill my baby. I'm going to try and put it behind a paywall so nobody ever has to hear it. <laughs> All right. So before uh, we throw it to the Lookies and we're going to bring in Oksana Valerian of an Osachi as our special guest for the Lookies. Now, the reason why I want to do this is because I am very interested to see how much... Um, crossover between you two uh who me and oxana yes your list because yeah we coordinated you watch oh, okay we cheated okay i'm lying Did, i didn't do that do you have any cro- i just i threatened her i said don't pick any of my do you fucking know her movies list? uh no idea okay 
I couldn't have predicted Wolf Cop too. Last I know year. that <laughs> was that was great. That's my um, favorite thing. So before we have her in, uh, we'll cover um, intro movies like we do each and every week. So Randy, did you have anything that maybe you you were trying to catch up on your lookies list for your top five of the year, and you found something that didn't quite make your list, but you want to talk I about it like anyway? That. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, one movie that I had been hearing a lot about just from others' top 10 lists uh, is a movie called 14 uh, by director Dan Salit. Uh It's a very low-budget movie. Um, drama gets pretty real, um, but it's very naturalistic. Uh, it has great performances. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, really solid. I think you could find it on, on Grass Hap- Grasshopper Films. Um, is who's distributing it? Grasshopper Films. Okay. Um, it's a really good movie. Um, but what I wanted to talk about is the first 2021 movie that I've seen, which is Roy Anderson's new film, the director of, uh, Pigeon Sat on a Branch Reflecting on Existence. Uh, he's got a new one called About, uh, About Endlessness. And um, it's on movie, but it's only on movie in the UK. But <laughs> if you have a VPN, you can uh, tell the internet that you're in the UK and watch it. Movie in the UK. Randy, you got a you got a you got a thing. I got a VPN. Yeah. Oh, Randy's got a VPN. Why don't we have a VPN? Because I don't know. I'm old. He's <laughs> an IT guy. I don't know. This week's episode brought to you by ExpressVPN. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> and movie. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's really solid. It's only 76 minutes long. Love it. Um, it is just as beautifully shot as all of his other movies. Um, you know, just very um, well-framed, um, kind of... They're, like, beautiful colored, but they're also, like, kind of, like, tinted gray. Um, so it's kind of, like, got this drab, like, color palette. Um, and it's essentially just, like, um, vignettes of things happening in everyday life. There is uh, very banal scenes. There is some kind of humorous scenes and there's uh, very dark scenes and they're all kind of tied together by like a, a narrator who's kind of just like saying what's going on a little bit in the in each uh, segment. Um, it's really solid. I mean, you know, I haven't seen any movies besides this in 2021, but um, it's a good start. Now, what's the editing like? Are we lingering in like room and room? For a long time again. Do you have to let it linger? Yeah. Okay. You've got Dude, to let it linger. It Thank looks you. fucking beautiful. It does I mean, beautiful. this looks way better than uh, 14 cameras that you watched earlier. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you- Shout out to 14 cameras. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. 14 cameras is, is the-, the sequel. Oh, God. Did you watch 14 no. cameras? No. Did you like 13 cameras? Uh, no. I, I it, did not it's like one of those movies that should have been a found footage movie. Anyway, yeah, I am totally going to watch that film, Randy. Thank you for that. Actually, hook it up with the VPN. (laughs) And the move. I'll try. Definitely check that. Randy, you got anything else? Uh, No, that's it. All right. Uh, Briefly, I want to mention that I finally watched Tenet. Okay. Um, You're good. Are you going to make us wait? I thought you hated Nolan and you banned him from life. I do. No, I I will ban Interstellar. I banned Interstellar. All right. You changed your uh, manifesto. That's not true because I watched Dunkirk. And so I said I'm back in. I'm back in with him. 
But then Tenet, he does the same thing. Well, what? Tenet is Inception. It's the same bullshit. You never saw? Oh, okay. Here's what I tell you. Visually, he's a genius, man. Like, I loved the opening uh, sequence at the opera house. That was incredible. I loved that part. I loved the car chase scene that's going backwards in time to a certain degree. At some point, it got a little old. It's going backwards and forwards. Yeah, it's that's cool. The Shining. <laughs> but God damn it, the dialogue. <laughs> it's all exposition. It is only exposition, and it is brutal. And the third act is garbage. Well, you would have appreciated the exposition had you have gone out into the quarantine and saw it in a theater. Shame on you. It, incorrect. I, yeah, it's, I mean, I watch it on my TV in my room. I was yeah, like, that's, oh, I can't even you, go downstairs. But, you're up yeah. there with Michael Bay, and I blame you for the death of cinema. I gave it three and a half, okay. and I'm being oh. generous. <laughs> Honestly, the runtime feels fine. I, like, I, I really enjoy the beginning of the movie, but the third act, God. All right. <laughs> but I do want to talk about a movie that I did watch. Didn't quite make my list, but I wanted to talk about because I really, really liked it, and I would like you two to see it. Um, nope. It's called Rent-A-Pal, uh, set in 1990. A lonely bachelor named David searches for an escape from the day-to-day drudgery of caring for his aging mother. MMI. <laughs> while seeking a partner through the video dating service, he discovers a strange VHS tape called Rent-A-Pal. Hosted by the charming and charismatic Andy, Will Wheaton, the tape offers him much-needed company, compassion, and friendship. But Andy's friendship comes at a cost, and David desperately struggles to find the price of admission. Man. I didn't like that synopsis. It's very long, (laughs) and it covers pretty much the whole thing. But basically, you've got this guy who lives with his... MMI. And uh, his... MMI. Is very sick. And oh, she's she, got the. She's, she's got. Um, she. Uh, what's what's that word with a D? The virus. Oh, I mean dementia. Uh, dementia. Okay. She has dementia. She does not have. The virus. <laughs> <laughs> he gets me every time. <laughs> he gets me. One more time. The virus. <laughs> Thanks, Mama. She's got dementia so, for sure. So his hey, Mama. has dementia. And she thinks that uh, her son is her husband who was cheating oh. on her and was this jazz musician and yada, yada, yada. This and, debut on Pornhub? And David has, has devoted his entire life to his mother. Um, and now, and he does this video dating service that has very little success. Um, now, he finally gets matched uh, with another woman who is also a caretaker. And he said it's a perfect match for him, but he misses the opportunity. Because he was too late in his correspondence with her, and she had already matched with another person. Um, as a whole part of this, he had grabbed another videotape while he was at that service. Mm-hmm. And that videotape said, Rent a Pal. And it's Will Wheaton talking just in a chair. He's got a coffee table in a blank room. And he says a few things about himself, lets the time pass so that you on the other side of the television, can correspond and you're having a conversation with this person on this videotape and it's rent a pal. It's for very lonely people who want to talk to uh, Will Wheaton through a VHS tape. Should I know <laughs> Will Wheaton? Yes. Yes. Um, he was uh, Star Trek. I, I know I'm looking at it right now. Stand by me. Yeah. Secret of Nim. I'm like all these movies. The I Big know. Bang 
I was about to say. <laughs> you know, we'll wait. I don't know the face, though. Was that it? No, it's Stand By Me. No, Stand By Me. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Will Wheaton is incredible in this. Home run. Why is it a VHS tape? Is it like a period set Set 1990. Oh, okay. Yes. Wait, what the fuck? So, um, there uh, begins a relationship between um, David and Will Wheaton's character, Andy. And David feels very close to Andy. They play poker. They play go fish with each other on these videotapes. And um, it starts to interfere with his actual uh, courtship of the woman that he eventually gets with, uh, that he matched with, that was the other caretaker. And uh, we start to see that relationship blossom, and everything is handled very well. Like, it turns into an indie drama with that courtship. And I really love the camera work here. I love the edits. Um and then the third act, everything falls apart. Is it a more or less hipster movie than her? Oh, less. Okay. Less. Just VHS tape, period piece. I'm like, uh. no, I, I I tell you, it, it, it goes hard in the in the in the third act. Like we we get there and it's um Yeah. No, I just meant the relationship with technology and like the fact that it's like well, retro. The, the yeah, the relationship with technology is is not quite there because again, we're we're in nineteen ninety. So we're not the the it's, overall empathis is not towards you know technology. I yeah. would say, but it's about you know relationships and and sort of staving yourself off and you know not getting in being held down by you know outside circumstances. I'll tell you the most appealing thing is that the uh, director John Stevenson. Yes, it looks like he was just a cinematographer prior. He had never done a feature and. Yeah, he's shot a bunch of films, and uh, I love a cinematographer turned director. It looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks beautiful. And I'll tell you, and, and he wrote this. This is a good script. I really, right. really like this right. movie. He sold me. And um, it, it just didn't make my list because I, I really enjoyed it. But um, And we'll talk more about my list, obviously, uh, when we get there because I'm actually quite proud of my list because I will say that every selection on my list, I went in completely blind. Okay. And don't know what, what that means. That's why I'm proud. You didn't watch a trailer? I'll provide a little more. Progress, okay. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so Renapel, uh, really like that. Check that one out. Like you lost your vision before you were watching these movies? It came. Russell, do you have anything <laughs> to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do. And I've got a game. Play the Cue the game music. Okay. Um, what do you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, what do you guys want to hear? I got a Hulu. I got an Amazon Prime and I got a Shutter. Pick one. I'll do that. Hulu. Pump. I I knew it's like the Hulu's the weird one. Yeah. Shutter. You know it's horror. Amazon Prime. You know it's Hulu's probably always weird. That's what I want. Oh, Hulu. Hulu is a weird one this week. Uh, actually, the one I have. So on Hulu, they got Sputnik. Oh which, boy. Yeah. Did yeah. we? I didn't talk to you about that Briefly. at all, right? I didn't know anything about it. Uh, it sounded Russian, <laughs> and Oksana wanted to watch it. I went, all right, well, fine. Let's do it. It is the most, oh man, I haven't watched a foreign film that felt like it was trying to be a billion dollar American movie mm. in quite some time. And uh, that's what we were dealing with. We got a couple astronauts going up into space. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to spoil this thing. So if you're holding out for Sputnik, I apologize. Um, in the first five minutes, an alien boards their uh, little ship. And uh, from there on, we are, 
we go headfirst into government espionage, uh, CG alien, which looks pretty good. Like you could tell there's some money in this movie. The alien design's kind of weird. The head looks like a manta ray. So it, it looks alien enough to be interesting. Um, it's on camera too fucking much. And we're doing like a like a Black Widow thing where it's like, oh, oh Black Widow. We have a uh, a female lead who's new in this branch of government and everybody's kind of mean to her. But uh, she takes a risk with the alien. Then it turns into kind of a possession film as the alien appears to be uh, symbiotically attached to one of the astronauts. I don't want Russians in space. I want Russians underwater. <laughs> you want to know the... Yeah, I, I get <laughs> Here, well, China went to space. You see, they put a yeah, flag on the moon. That's and then like didn't make the news. All yeah. right, China. I, I when you take over, I will be willing. Is that the first time they went to the moon? Just put give give us a good algorithm on iTunes. I'll do anything you want, Xi Jinping. Uh, so yeah, it is the first time. That's didn't make the news. Anyway, Russia. This movie gets a little weird. As I was like, I'm kind of into it. It's it's a Hollywood blockbuster, so you know all the beats before it plays out. Roxana went, this is really weird. I'm like, it really isn't. It's kind of paint by numbers. And she was like, no, it's weird how they're pro-Soviet Union. Like, the loops they had to jump through to make a movie, to make an American film about distrust of the government, but still make it pro-government. So, of course, what they do is the, the head of this particular branch has gone rogue and has now split from the government and is trying to harness the alien on his own. Oh, my gosh. So the way they win in this movie, they contact the government, and uh, they make a run for it, and the cavalry comes in, and they put to rest this renegade. It was re it's not bad by any regard. There's a lot of CG shit going on. Yeah, but um, it's it, it has all the hallmarks of a blockbuster. So if you're into that, like, I don't know, if you're really thirsty for a Marvel-esque not so alien film. It's on Hulu. You want me to? Do yeah. <laughs> Here, you want to do another one? I think I paid to rent that movie and I didn't care for it. Okay. Yeah. Right. It, uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like Randy, I would not recommend it to you, but people who love, a love a blockbuster. I mean, it's, it's there. Did, also, did you pick up on the whole government thing? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I think I rented it like, months ago when it first hit streaming, so I don't remember it super well. I just remember not being a huge fan. Yeah. Um, the Utah monolith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are aliens. How many How many stars? Uh, three. Oh, space movie. Three. You three. know what? Cause, yeah, because the way I do my star rating, just a refresher That's for everybody. Than I rated One is uh, when I think about it, I get angry. Yeah. One and a half is... Ooh, I'm almost there, but I, I'm, you know, no energy. You don't do a zero. Two is, I would not recommend this. No, zero's not on the, zero's just throwing salt on a wound. Yeah. Um, two is, I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. Two and a half is, oh man, this was pretty bad, but it's just, it's, it's, almost, got, a, it's got a little bit of something. It's like, I, I didn't forget about it because they did something extra L dumb. A little bit of charm. Three is I'll probably forget about it. If you jog my memory, I might even recommend it to you, but I will never watch this movie again. Three and a half is, you know, if you come over and you're excited, I'll throw it on. Now, see, three is crazy. Three's, three's crazy to say you never watch it again. Now, it's just, it didn't make an impact. Because, like, Tower Heist is a three, and I've seen Tower Heist 27 no, times. No, see, <laughs> when, when I get to three and a half, like, if you came over and you're like, I'm pumped for Tower Heist, and it's uh, screaming. Let me let me explain something to you right now. I cannot explain the 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 plot of Tower Heist, and I've okay. seen it. I don't even know what it is. So many times. God damn it. It's good. It's fun. What is it? It's a Casey Affleck, 
you got your. Uh, I'm out already. Uh, See, if you came over and you were pumped, like that movie. Eddie Murphy is Eddie Murphy's famous return. Yeah, I don't. I probably would ben be Stiller? out. Came out ten years ago. Oh God, ten years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. Power heist. Where did you go? So four. Four is I'll probably buy it and I would happily rewatch it. Four and a half is this almost was perfect. Uh, there's just one thing that I can't shut up about. And, and then, then five star is cats. Uh, <laughs> you know, see, I go in an entertainment based system where a lot of people would say cats is a failure of a film. No, but it's like, man, if I had a lot of fun with that thing and maybe I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would rate cats. What did I rate cats? I rated it a hundred. Yeah, on your four star rating. Correct. Okay, and quickly, what do you want to do? Um, Prime or Shutter? Um, Randy, I chose the last one. You chose this one. Prime. Oh damn, Randy! You heard Prime. All right, watch the weird. Oh, here we go. We got a Russian twofer. Oddly enough. Oh, Um, yeah. On Amazon German. Amazon. (laughs) Amazon Prime. I watched a movie called Karen. Karen. Okay. Yeah. I. Karen Crawler. That's why I always Karen, C-A-R-R-I-O-N. Yeah, it's Karen. You know, I don't like the way Karen Crawler sounds, and I play D&D a lot, and they're one of my favorite uh, monsters. Uh-huh. So I call him Karen. Yeah, it's bad. It's a choice. So Karen, short runtime, uh, super minutes. indie film. Uh, we got a couple of witches. We open up. We're in San Francisco. We get a gratuitous shot of the bridge, a girl hanging out a la Vertigo. Love it. We move into the woods. Um, there's a little bit of tension here with these very young-looking women. There's some lesbian shit going on. Oh, yeah, and the whole film is edited. Like, so one of the girls is not only a witch, she's psychic. And they do this pre... Oh, man. So future events are edited in early. It kind of feels like Harmony Kareen, where we get out-of-sync timelines, but it's really all about, like, an emotion and time carrying on and an interesting way to do exposition in this film. It's pretty much all visual and it plays into a lot of like anxieties. It almost ruins the movie. The, the editing is really weird. The plot is not great. There's like a douchey dude in a leather jacket with sunglasses who uh, becomes our villain. And then Russia shows up because one of the witches grew up in an orphanage in Russia and uh, she's an experiment. And that's why she's psychic. Again, I just ruined this movie, but this was a weird one. I, I rated this two and a half. Ooh. And you know what? I said, you got to watch the director, though. Michael Ziako Hall. This motherfucker has an eye. And he, the next movie he makes will be very fucking cool. Look, at, look at, he's got 23 uh, visual effects credits, right? And then he's directed um, this feature and one short. And this feature, it, it's like raw talent. And I'm like, dude. Once you like, I, I I think his sophomore effort will be good. So this may be a dude we're talking to in the future. Randy, he did visual effects for uh, Pixar's The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> Pacific Rim, Terror, Cloverfield. Yeah, he's he's not a joke. You yes, know what I mean? Cars three. And then you watch this movie, and it looks like a college effort. Like ah, there's not there's like no money in it, but it's kind of part of the charm. So you're saying the script. Uh... Be a little tighter. The plot is weird. The um, the execution is kind of clunky. I don't, but I didn't, I didn't like it, which was really weird. Like normally, this is the kind of movie that I would like to champion, but no. Okay, but Russell, let's set the table here. What time of night was it? 
Oh, I don't know. It was it was dark. You were probably asleep already. It does get dark at 5.30. Actually, this is when I hurt my back. Both the movies we talked about uh, where I was both in my room, so too. So you were drugged up, brother. No, it was before the drugs. You were sky high, man. Mm. I wish. I, th- I feel like that movie's kind of built for a light hallucinogen. But uh, yeah, Michael Zyko Hall... You it's, probably, think, it's probably Zyko. Yeah, uh, we got to keep an eye on that fool. Right. It looked it looked really good, and I'm glad you didn't pick Shutter because the cleansing hour is the one. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> just briefly, internet host. He's supposed to be a pasture, and uh, a pasture. Not a pasture. A pasture is a large patch of green grass. Okay, there we go. Well, he had all the personality and charisma of that, even though the movie <laughs> thought otherwise. And I'll tell you. I've never enjoyed special effects in a film and hated the film at the same time. Like, hand in hand. It was just, like, great and fucking cringeworthy. Dude, they do the thing in the internet where people are watching live stream and they're, like, giving commentary. And they're just like, what fucking world do you live in? Anyway, cool guy disaster, that fucking film. All right, I'm done. What, um, what genre is that? It was a possession film. The idea was... um. They fake possessions. Imagine me and you have a live stream and you're like a holier than thou. I do uh, not want to imagine that. You're like Chris Angel, but like a holy man. Back in. That's what, yeah. And uh, we do a Holy an, man mind freak? All yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> say no more. I'm watching this movie. Um, Can we get some mind freak drop, please? Oh my God. The one with Jonathan Davis and the gun? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's Madeline. Thank you. RIP Marbles. I wish she didn't die because that is my favorite right. in life. So we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to be right back. We're going to bring in Oksana, Valerian, Osachi. And we're going to talk about our top five favorite movies of the year. Are we actually right? It's The Lookies. Welcome to the fourth annual Lookie Awards. (laughs) Are you ready? Possibly the fifth. I don't remember. Each and every year at the Overlook Hour, we give you our top five favorite films of the year. We do that this year. <laughs> With the fourth or fifth annual Lookie Awards. Now for your host, me. All right, cut it. Welcome to the Lookies. I think it's the fourth. That sounds right. That sounds right. Because we've been doing this four years. So that has to be how that works. Right, Randy? Yep. Four more um, years as well. Four more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, as we said in the in the intro earlier in the show, uh, we've been trying to do this for several weeks. Glad we can finally knock this out, Russell. This is your least favorite episode of the year. Not true. All right, don't, <laughs> don't name the guest of who is your least favorite episode. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I we want to keep this thing very lo-fi. Um, this year, uh, we don't have any interstitial calls in between. Uh, we do love those. Um, however, that is a ton of work that just didn't happen this year. No, nope. so, uh, the callers you. don't like doing it. So yeah. I didn't ask. Anybody. Well, I don't know. I, but thank you to all of our guests that we had on this year and, uh, in the past. And, um, sorry, we didn't. Nope, I do know they always they all followed up with the complaint voicemail. <laughs> I hate talking into this fucking thing. I don't know when to stop. It cut me off. I did three. Use the sa- I'm like, nah. That's just from Bill Spataro. Bill That was my guess, yeah. <laughs> well, all, I you know, I kind of leaned into that voice. Uh I remember a very passionate hater was um Oh, I don't know. I don't want to name names now. Oh, multiple choice. <laughs> 
Go ahead, guess. Eric Christopher Myers. Uh, he gave us something that's up on a wall in here. <laughs> I think. Am I wrong? Gunner Hansen. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, it was Dave O'Shea. He yeah. was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> yep. yep, that fits the bill. Love you, Dave. I doubt you listen, but if you do, uh, I think about you often. All right. Uh, so as I said in the intro, uh, joining us in this year's iteration, and you joined us like, you joined us most years, I think, for the uh, Lokis. I feel like last year was the first one. I, was it? I don't know. Well, I, because yeah. primarily you and Russell... Can you name a movie that you saw that you didn't see? The only movie that I know in the past few years is Megan is Missing. That he has oh, seen no. and you Well, he's not. seen more movies than, than that I haven't. Okay. Um, movies that I've seen that he hasn't, I would have to think for a long time. Can you think of any? Wait, why? Why have I seen more movies than you? I don't know. That's not true. That's a Jerry, false statement. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen Steve. Megan is Missing. Well, that was like 10 years ago That's before true. you met you. The way you said that, it made it sound like I'm, you know, in a secret room while oh. you're doing well, dishes. Well, or something. I mean, there there was that awful uh, cool guy, dead rocker movie or whatever the fuck it's called that you watched. I did. I uh, you watched bad movies without me, which is fine. Yeah, I talked about it on the show. <laughs> cool guy, dead rocker. Yeah, I talked about it on the show. I don't want to I don't want to plug it again. We'll never remember what it's called. <laughs> Sounds sick. I remember what it's called. <laughs> That's why I give it a low star rating because it does conjure back memory. So this year, um, I did say, now I don't know if anyone went along with this, but I did put the caveat because it certainly is with my list, I believe, uh, where I at least have one on my list that has not been released in the U.S. But we said because this year was crazy enough with COVID and everything and that uh, we participated in several uh, online film festivals, is that as a caveat to this year's top five films, if you wanted to include a film that was in a film fest that you participated in this year, we will allow it. Uh, as opposed to in the previous years, we had to go with official releases. So, um, Russell, you didn't say anything about it, so I just assumed that it was everybody was okay. You just it. made a rule so you could talk about a movie. That is I'm my not, number one I'm movie not, of the year. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> no, But I mean, why not? Because uh, think about all the films that you know were held back from this year. You know, I didn't get a Ford versus Ferrari so, this year, baby. Why not? Because we have a three-year tradition ongoing, and you're just shitting all over the practice. Incorrect. This year changed the world. I changed. <laughs> you changed. Do you know why? Because of... The virus. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, you're treating the lookies like a big chair that a little kid just took a large, delicious-looking dump in. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> All right, but because of the virus, I've implemented this new role, rule, <laughs> only for 2020. So rock and roll, dude. All right. So having said that, uh, let's go. Hey, hey. Let's. All right. So let's. <laughs> I'm, Randy, I'm pretending that you're in the room. Yes, sir. I am. And you're sitting in your normal chair. Okay. So we'll start with you. Then we'll go me, Oksana, and Russell. That way, clear all the way around the room. Sounds good. All right. So Worst lady. to best. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll fill it however you want to. <laughs> okay. uh, Randy, kick us off with your number five. Sure. Uh, as many of you uh, know, I this year I uh, learned to stop worrying and uh, get into horror movies a little more. You really have. Randy, uh, I Russell will never pay you a compliment, but I am more than happy to say 
that you really have been outside. Now, you did co- sort of get stuck in a Abel Ferrara time loop there. Hey, um, his new picture is very good, Tommaso. <laughs> it didn't make the list, but it's good. But Tomato, yeah, Tommaso. Randy, you really, you really went uh, knee-deep in the heart, so um, good for you, baby. Yeah, so this one is, is definitely horror, although I don't think it's uh, completely horror because it's, uh, well, it's got a fun name and it's a little bit of a comedy. It's Uncle Peckerhead. Hey, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, listeners of this show will hear me say many times uh, that I uh, used to be in a punk rock band. And this movie definitely um, portrayed that experience uh, very well. It's a little goofy, like I mentioned. It's, a, it's like comedy horror. Um, but yeah, I really uh, fell in love with the characters, the main character. Um, what's her name? Judy, played by Chet Siegel. Um, kind of reminded me of like the role that I would play on tour. Cause I was the sober one and kind of like the responsible <laughs> person who had to like, you know, make sure people were up in time and that we got in the van, like in time to make it to venues and stuff. And, um, so Randy, if I may, you were the band. MMI. Exactly. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, director Matthew John Lawrence. Uh, and then we talked to, um, wow, I'm forgetting his name right now, but we talked to the producer on the show. Um, so yeah, Uncle Peckerhead, it's, uh, I believe it's on Amazon prime streaming and, uh, there's also a Blu-ray which, um, has director commentary on it too. So I got to check that out. When we were talking to Nicholas, you, uh, you dropped my favorite tidbit you've ever dropped where, uh, we learned that you were a kleptomaniac and you love stealing, uh, oral <laughs> hair products. I haven't stolen a ton of things, but <laughs> as I mentioned, when you're, uh, when you're in a punk band on tour and literally you make maybe $50 a night, you, uh, you know, if you need toothpaste or something, you're like, I don't want to pay for this shit. I need to like buy food. So you, uh, you know, you buy a protein bar and put some toothpaste in your pocket <laughs> and you throw away your underwear. I'm, I'm keeping notes, Randy. Yeah. And socks. <laughs> you throw away the socks too. Yeah, man. What are you going to do? You're just hanging out in a van. You don't have laundry yeah, or anything man. for you 30 days. Really? Yeah, dude. For sure. Sock, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Throw those as far as you can. What do you do when you're out of them, though? Steal more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 okay. Dumb question. <laughs> or just don't take your feet out of your sneakers. <laughs> dude. Smelly feet, man. Get out of town. All right. Horrible. <laughs> Randy, excellent number five. My number five, as I said, my list, um, as I said in the intro, my list consists of movies that I went in with no expectations and because I knew very little about them. Uh, they weren't the, – in years past, uh, my list may have been filled with uh, expectations from previous directors uh, that I've enjoyed and so on and so forth and their new pictures. None of that this year. All of these just came to me as new discoveries and that's why I'm I'm very proud and, and uh, happy with my list. And you were briefly blind before you watched them all. I went in blind, <laughs> meaning that I didn't watch a single trailer for any of these. That's not true. <laughs> I, think I may have seen the trailer for this one. Uh, for my number five film, Drum roll. Do you have a guess? Well, no, I have no idea. Uh, he came on this very show. His I name have is. A guess. Yes. What's and your a guess? guest? 
Is Which, it Fried Berry? It's not Fried Berry. Fried Berry's excellent film. Really enjoyed that. Didn't make the list. Oh, okay. What did make the list? Tyler Cornick's film, But Boy, coming in at number oh, nice. five. I thought it would have been higher. I'm going to email him. I'm going to tell you something right now. <laughs> I got a strong list, baby. Uh-huh. But Boy, I love. Uh, this is a film we've talked about a uh, good bit on the show. Check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, it is a straight procedural about a man who uh, has an obsession of sticking things up his butt. And he has a very powerful vacuumous butt. Vacuumous? Is that a word that people say now? Yeah, yeah I think that's a word. Vacuumous. I'd say it was a portal butt. Ooh, portal butt. It does turn <laughs> into a portal butt. Um, I love Butt Boy because of the silliness of the plot uh, done with such straight-faced um, sincerity in that everything is done very uh, serious and the treatment of it is just played very straight uh, when you're dealing with very silly things such as, you know, putting people and things up your butt. And then you compound that with alcoholism and child abductions and uh, things of that nature. So uh, I really love Bub Boy. Um, I've seen it two and a half times now. Um, Also, one of my favorite things that happens on the show Tyler, I guess that we could probably not book again, as that movie got pretty popular after he was on the show. Yeah, because we gave you that overlook bump. You're welcome. We, we do that. <laughs> that happens fairly often, and I think that's a, uh, that's a good thing. But man, it kind of hurts. <laughs> you book a guest and you're like, oh, dude, we're buddies. And then it's like, oh, next week, uh, they were on How Did This Get Made? And it's like, oh, fuck. Jerks. It's, it's just, it's Weirdly good timing a lot of times, it feels like, because I have not been able to get a response from Tyler since <laughs> came on the show. Well, and James Dobbins uh, just was arrested yesterday, so... <laughs> really? No. Oh. <laughs> Your Clark's so face lit up. <laughs> Oksana, you're number five. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the first movie I saw that I didn't hate, uh, Case oh. Dewin. Oh, first Hell movie yeah. last year, oh my. theatrical release, um, Underwater. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it in theaters twice. The first time was terrible. They didn't turn the lights off all the way, and they played. You saw it twice. Yeah, we went back. We saw it again with um, dude, you got to Dan. It's so good. It's very claustrophobic, even though the the ocean is vast and endless. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this movie that was me deep. Out. I like that. <laughs> God, I, you know what? I I should give this another go because I I just don't know. I missed the fun on this thing, and I I love underwater movies. I, you're the outlier here. I am. Yeah, I am. Probably you and Randy. I don't think Randy I think would Randy. Like Randy, it. Randy, did you end up watching this? Uh, yeah, I watched it at home. I I don't love it, but I liked it. That's right. I do remember you talking about it. Well, it's probably because when we saw it, it, it played, they played half an hour of uh, 1917 beforehand, which <laughs> maybe Clark got salty about, I think. I don't oh, know. he loves a good uh, opportunity to complain. <laughs> I don't disagree with you there. <laughs> you also saw it with the lights not completely off. So Plus, it showed the best part of 1917, which is the first 15 minutes. <laughs> True. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good pick. I really like that movie. I mean, fuck. That's the movie people missed out not seeing in a theater, not Tenant. Underwater was fucking good. I'm, I probably don't screw with you. I mean, Google it and all the articles that pop up are like, how is this movie not doing more? Like, yeah. why aren't people seeing it? I, yeah, great. 
I, no Russ, one, no one has been able to tell me what Tenant is about. Even <laughs> Christopher after Nolan it. can't tell you what it's about. <laughs> like Russ, you're number five. I did not do numbers because I don't believe in a, you know, uh, what's the saying? Uh, a rose is only as pretty as you know something. Yeah, still, <laughs> still said that. I'm pretty sure I nailed that Shakespeare <laughs> quote right there. Uh, I, uh, what do you want to hear? Let's go. You know what? Let's just read them in the order I wrote them down. We got the drum roll. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, to no, everybody's, no, look, what? Do you not have like any sort of preference? Like I, I your number one needs to have some no, gravitas. I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to, I'll, you know, I'll fake it till I make it. Okay. So, uh, the one that to nobody's surprise, uh, that fell on my list after Randy called it out in a text message is, uh, Gretel and Hansel by my boy, uh, Oz Perkins. <laughs> It's number five. I know it doesn't really feel like it should be because I bought a damn prop from the film. Yeah. Beautifully, beautiful film. You loved I loved film. it. Yeah. I, it's, I should have saw it twice in theaters. I did not because I procrastinate. And um, I don't know. I feel like I've talked about it enough. So, yeah, it's awesome. I've seen the first 10 minutes. Looks great. Why didn't you? <laughs> I had some other things going on. Uh, which bathroom were you using? Did you leave the theater? <laughs> No, he watched in his room. In room. Okay. It's on Amazon Prime now. Yeah, it's on Prime. Everybody should watch that film. I think um, it's also on a Blu-ray on our shelf. Yeah, we have it on Blu-ray too. You just, knew that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me explain something to you right now. I didn't watch this. I wanted to watch this for months, but mm -hmm. I didn't, despite you having it down there because it was still in the shrink wrap. And I respect that mm -hmm. and That's I didn't want to take the shrink wrap out. And I didn't ask you to take the shrink wrap out because I didn't want to have a All right. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, let me tell you the news. <laughs> I left it in the shrink rack so you wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I know. And you it's know, not a conversation I wanted to have. It grew out of the fucking movie cuck bit that I hated. It was dumb. <laughs> and then, you know, one time I accidentally did it to you and you almost cried. So You movie cuck me. What was it? All the what time. was the movie? There's been so many. You're movies. like, you watched it? And then I could feel like. Yeah. The violins coming in, in the background. Yeah. What was the movie? I don't remember. You don't even remember. Because there's I, been so many. No, there, there okay. really hasn't. Okay. Yeah, but you'll watch shit that's like brand new. I just got it in. I'll be like, this is going to be perfect for two years from now <laughs> when I get around <laughs> to watch it. And then you'll watch it and I'll be like, God damn it. Okay, but that's why you had the shrink wrap and I wasn't yeah. going to do the shrink wrap. That, is, right. a, that is a fair point, I think. Thank you so much. But it's on Amazon Prime. You quit anyway. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> You're number four. Sure. Uh, my number four <laughs> is going to be a, uh, a movie that I saw at a drive-in in the middle of uh, the summer. And um, <laughs> it's not Tenet. Although this movie also kind of suffered from the drive-in just because it, the sound was very bassy. Uh, but I did re-watch it again recently. Uh, I think it's on Hulu now. It's uh, director Amy Simons' film, She Dies Tomorrow, which I don't think any of you have seen yet. No. We tried. We were about to. It just didn't happen. Okay. I, I won't. Yeah. I won't, uh, I won't say too much about it then, but um, yeah, it's, it's 84 minutes. It's kind of a horror movie, kind of a very bleak, uh, dark comedy. Um, yeah, about the... So essentially, um, the main character... Um, she runs into somebody and she, uh, gets the thought in her head that she knows that she's going to die tomorrow. And, uh, that thought as people interact with each other, they also start to have the same thought that they're going to die. 
um, they know they're going to die tomorrow. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a very interesting movie. Um, the cinematography um, is great. They got these like, uh, so the cover actually looks a lot like a, another movie, which might make some of your guys' list, which I yep. won't ruin here. Um, so it's got a very um, cool visual style with uh, these neons, um, which appear whenever the thought of dying um, comes over somebody. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it, it sounds dark by the way I'm saying it right now, but um, there's definitely some, some comedy to it. The cover always makes me think of like uh Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw 2. <laughs> Am I the only Like, I don't know. Yes. No. Yeah. No, you got it. I kind of see that. Her face, like the skin is coming off of her face. Like it's really a mask or not attached. Or All right. I'll, I'll go with you on that. Actually. No, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, um the main main actress, Caitlin Shiel, she was in uh, Amy Simons' previous movie, Sundown Shine, which is also very good. And uh, Jane Addams is uh, potentially like the best part of this movie for me. I like Jane Addams a lot. Yeah, she's great. Randy, you didn't you uh, you didn't tell us that Adam Wingard is in this as an actor playing Dune Buggy Man. <laughs> uh, I don't think I recognized him by um, <laughs> by riding the Dune Buggy. It's also got multiple producers on it. Do you know who uh, who helped produce this movie? Frederick Wiseman. Benson and Moorhead. Oh, oh that shit. Right. That sounds about right. Hey, we're buddies with them. We should get them on to talk about it. And their new Marvel thing they just signed up for? Oh, you know what? You know what hurts there? Mm. I fucking love Moon Knight. Really? Yeah. And I was like, wow. I feel like there's another reality. Now, from what I understand, it's a TV series that they're directing a couple episodes of. Oh, okay. Woo, I, thank you. You make yeah, me feel better. I think that's what it is. Dude, I love Moon Knight. I love he's uh LA pill addicted. They did a they did a revisal of him that was great. And I'm like, oh yay, my favorite directors that I don't like to think about. Like literally, my favorite <laughs> directors that I don't there's something yeah. All right, my number four. Um, Russ, I think if we're gonna have any crossover, it's gonna be on this one. Uh this is a documentary that we watched. I hate the format. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, as a part of Fantasia Film Festival about Pepe the Frog. Is this the one you broke the rule or you created a new legislation? Incorrect. For? This okay, is, this, cool. this film is out. Available to rent by purchase now. I believe it's also uh, free through PBS if you have that sort of setup. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Basic cable. <laughs> no, like you can get PBS as an app and you pay for that app. Oh no. PBS is a coax cord sticking out of a okay. weird room. <laughs> you bow your head when you mention the public broadcast. Hey, no, I, I'm not saying I don't like it. Uh, feels good. Man is what I'm referring to from uh, director, Arthur Jones. Uh, this film, we watched this as a part of Fantasia because I was like, Oh, they did a documentary on Pepe, the frog. That sounds interesting. And then what came out of this movie? Uh, just honestly slapped us in the face. I, I think, <laughs> All three of us, when we watched this, uh, we were affected by this. Uh, I We all got emotional with this and didn't see that. It's a very personal story about an artist who created something, and then uh, the public takes it in a, a different, a hateful direction. And the artist, um, you know, the struggle of trying to to reclaim that art and, and, um, and then providing for the context of uh, – you know, the background of this character and then the background of him. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful story. And um, I, I think they did a fantastic job 
uh, tying everything together. And then also, you know, uh, obviously we are, we are dealing with um, the political divide in this country for a good bit of this uh, document uh, documentary. Why do I keep saying documentary? (laughs) I don't know. I want to say documentary, but um, so, but everything that comes together is uh, just beautiful and um, it's funny. And again, the, the, the use of animation in this is what really ties everything together. Um, it's just uh, astounding. I really enjoyed Bill's Good Man. Oksana, your number four. Um, let's see. I kind of brought in a list I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull the curtains back like that. I'm... You came in in a beautiful dress. Who's the designer? We rented out a giant hall. This is a bit Clark did not want me to do. And I'm letting I you prom- dangle right <laughs> I now. promise. Oh, no, it's great. You know, let's bring back the band. Band, can we get another uh, song? Oh, out of- no, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to go. Wolf Cop 2. Close. Oh, boy. The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Oh, oh excellent. And now oh, you nice. eat your words because you slob all over that dude. Well, yeah. Another I, unreachable I, director. Exactly. <laughs> I want the things I can't have. Oh my god. Um. So I. I mean, I really enjoyed the snowy setting. Um. I. I like wolves. I guess. Dude, we should get you one of those like shirts with like wolves on them. God, I like wolves. <laughs> I guess I, I was wolf cop for Halloween. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. I like this. wolves. I guess. God, Oksana Osaki. You would have won a game show with that costume. Going into like Party City the hours before and throwing that. Good job. Oh, my God. That thing got hot as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't. So I bought wolf leg warmers and I used them as sleeves on my cop shirt, which for some reason they still had, I mean, cop costumes at Spirit Store. So let's, let's pivot into the Wolf of Snow Hollow. So... Another cop and wolf combination movie. There we go. Um, snowy setting. I don't know. I, I just, I really like the way snow looks. Um, what's his name? The, the director of, I'm blanking on his name. Um, oh, God. Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings. Mm, there he you was go. A Good really, save. He was a, a great lead. He stressed me out during this movie. He made awful decisions. Um, but I would 100% watch this movie again. Yeah, almost made my list. Uh, it's probably my top ten. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was like really cool, and I like the uh, scene with the casket and uh, Russ. You're number four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing a thing there. Okay, my number four. Again, Randy wants to call me out on my fucking movies. They get Hell lowered. Yeah. Randy wants to allude to a poster looking like another poster that everybody totally knew what he was talking about and kneecap me on my own damn show. Then it, you know what? <laughs> Possessor, number four. Uh, I feel like this may have been the most hack choice of uh, the decade as everybody caught on late after we aired the show. We illegally downloaded it. We loved it. And I say we, and then Clark went back and rewatched it. Went, nah, not making my list. I enjoy it. I think uh, Brandon Cronenberg has done the unthinkable. He has uh, taken over the ship that his dad uh, built. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. And, uh, you know, body horrors in the blood. I don't know how you can elaborate on a subgenre like that and really make it feel fresh. It, um, you know, before that he did antiviral, which I think was the best movie to watch during the quarantine. You still have uh, a couple years to catch up on it <laughs> with the way things are going. And, um, 
now that I'm deep into cyberpunk, which I mean, on, on a regular episode, I will complain about the writing in fucking cyberpunk. I do not <laughs> like those characters, but I mean, for future technology, horror, spiritualism, the fucking, you want to talk about gender relations <laughs> to quote Cobra. And, you know, I talked a lot about freaky and just, you know, kind of exploring the idea of being born in a different body or experiencing things through the eyes of another gender and the body. And I feel like Possessor had the most understate, under, understated. No, that's correct. Uh, There's one brief moment where she's in a male body and she sees and, you know, they're looking through the camera footage and she sees people having sex. And it's the most nuanced approach uh, to like the internet. I don't know. I fucking love the movie and so did everybody else. So I don't know why I'm rambling, but <laughs> dude, it's so good. I can't wait to see like more from this dude. I'm with you. I, you know? I, I just same. really enjoyed it. Didn't make my list. So good. It's it, number it, 12 out of 25 on my letterbox list. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And uh, you know what? I felt like of all the lists I looked at, this was the one that was like either on or mentioned. You know, like everybody, I mean, they're late to the game. They need to listen to the show. <laughs> they should have pirated it when we did. Randy, you're number three. Sure. My number three begins my uh, my hack list if you're in the art house world. Here we go. Uh, it is a movie that Clark saw half of, and then he couldn't figure out how to stream it anymore. That's because I had oh explosive diarrhea in the middle of that, and then the Roxy kicked me out, and then I was down $12. <laughs> also, Randy, I watched the first two hours of City Hall, um, and then I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> you're missing out. And you're also oh missing out on the second half of Baccarat, which Wikipedia calls a weird Western film, which I've never heard of that as a subgenre, but is definitely uh, part Western. It's part... Um, just, yeah, this art house um, film about this community in Brazil. And essentially, they are trying to save uh, literally their place on Earth from outside forces um, to be very, like, coy about it. Um, this movie has a ton of surprises um, for me. It Yeah, it switches genres um, very well. Um, yeah, it almost feels part sci-fi at times. And then it's got this like B movie, um, type of thing. It gets very violent, um, at times too. And, um, uh, yeah, I loved it. I really wish that I could have seen this movie, uh, at a theater or at a film festival or something. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's back around and it's streaming on Criterion channel right now. Yeah, I definitely need to catch back up with this. But again, you know, I, I, I go through these things to where I keep hearing about, oh, you got to watch this, you got to watch that. And I, I think, Randy, you may have one on your list that would also follow in line with Baccarat and the amount of praise it has gotten early in the year. Uh, same with the other movie I'm thinking of, but I won't name. So I, I, I definitely would catch back around to these because uh, I, I, like you said, I watched the first half, was uh, enthralled with it, but uh, my digestive system uh, decided that <laughs> it wanted to take a different route with it. So. Did you even get to, uh, did Udo Kier show up yet? Yes, I we had just gotten to Udo Kier. <laughs> okay, yeah, Udo Kier plays a bastard too, so what else What else could you want? That's true, <laughs> love him. All right, my, uh, you guys didn't catch up with Baccarat, right? Nope. <laughs> All right, uh, okay, my number three is a film... 
That's all earlier in the year. This is a horror film, and uh, I'll go ahead and say it. My Please favorite, do. my favorite horror <laughs> film of the year. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I wanted to. There were a couple other great, great horror films that uh, did not make the list because I just had to put this one on, and it is the platform. Uh, I believe this may be the first horror film of the year that I saw. Uh, watched it blind on Netflix as soon as I saw it. I said, Randy, what, what, what was it? Randy, I think we did a movie switch. I think Maybe, yeah. This was super early in the year, yeah. Yeah, it was like... Uh, was this pre-COVID? This was this was early COVID days, I believe. Because okay. I, it was the... You told me to watch the platform, and I told you to watch Blow the Man Down. Isn't that right? I think so, yeah. That yeah. sounds about right. Uh, the platform is a, a Spanish film about a vertical prison cell that goes down with a tray of food. I believe there, there's at least 200 levels. Uh, the film doesn't quite let you know how many levels there are. Um, you think there's a certain mountain, then it goes way below that. And I think it's just, um, obviously there's a commentary about class and uh, things of that, but I think that the imagery of the platform is what sticks with me. And um the brutality of everything and i i i just love this movie it has just stuck with me and um it's my number 3 film of the year like so i need to watch it still <laughs> i've been telling y'all to watch it since march <laughs> um so my number 3 sorry thanks. I'm going to go with another movie that stressed me out beyond points that I ever want to go to again. And that is 12 hour shift, Hey, which we watched through it was Fantasia, right? You would know better than we I'm would. I'm pretty sure it's Fanta- yeah. yeah. Fantasia um, directed by Brie Grant starring Angela Bettis. Oh my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I think about it and I get stressed out all over again. <laughs> Just like the, this, it is very stressful. Bad decisions characters make. I'm like, why? Don't no, no, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't articulate it that well, but <laughs> it's very good. No, I really enjoyed it. it. It is very stressful. You're dealing with the thing with 12 hour shift, and the one of the reasons why I really enjoyed it is that there are zero likable characters in this. Everyone <laughs> is a piece of garbage. Well, I mean, they could be likable. They're not good people, but also, um, who shows up in this and does a great cameo? Our boy. Uh, David Arquette. Not David Arquette. That's who I thought you were talking about. No, no, no. Mankind, baby. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Mick Foley shows up. He He's a great, and Russ, you said it, like, you don't recognize it's Mick Foley mm-hmm. until after. You're like, oh, shit, that was Mick Foley. That's not the kind of character people usually hire him to play. Right. Yeah. He plays a, a tough heavy. And does a great job. Yeah. And, you know, to all you people out there who are writing your cool guy scripts, watch this movie and take notes. The coolness is earned. You don't fucking shoehorn it in with some weak ass writing. And uh, there's been plenty of that this year. Watch 12 Hour Shift. It was so good. It's a period piece in Arkansas. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You got to earn that shit, man. You got to earn it. And David Arquette was cool in that movie. David Arquette was good. Mick Foley, no surprise. Love that guy. David Arquette. And we've been used to hating him for a while. He was great. You can't kill David Arquette, though. You're the Arquette. Yeah. Spree. Oh, yeah. He was, His documentary, yeah. he was all over the place. Yep. Yeah. 
right, Rust Dog, you're oh, number yeah. three, baby girl. My number three, Randy, you want to go ahead and ruin this one too? <laughs> I have no idea what it is. <laughs> okay, well, how do I intro this movie? I love talking about a haunted house. And uh, Clark, I think five weeks ago, told me to watch this. And because, you know, I, I just respect the hell out of him. I just, you know, after we were done recording, I went down there and I watched it right away. And I went, you know, he's always right. You are so hurtful. I know. <laughs> well, I don't mean it mean. So hurtful. And uh, yeah, I watched his house. And um, his house. Oh, yeah. You know, I, man, this is like the year of nuance for me. In such a crazy political divided year, I just like stories that don't fucking push you in either direction. And here's a sign that you're, you're part of the problem. If you only see half of a movie like this, like if you watch The Hunt and you came out thinking that there was a particular narrative in there, you gotta you gotta take a step back. You gotta learn to love people again. And his house, man, uh, well, what a what an interesting take on the nuclear family and ghost stories and refugees. Well, uh, the refugee thing is the best part because one, we're not in America. God, I can only think of the loaded script it would have been if it was yeah. America. But you know. It, <laughs> Just my political standing. The enemy is the government. Like these motherfuckers. And this film does a great job of portraying that. But also the neighborhood can be unwelcoming too. And it's not always a race thing. Sometimes it's just that you sound different than me. And uh, they really nail it. The imagery in this film though. Man, you know, whenever you're dealing with something and you have a lot of like social messaging going on and it's really good. I feel like directors can lean into being highbrow and not do like risky or very horror heavy themes. This movie did not shy away from it at all. And I don't, you know, I'm not really splitting it or I'm not really uh, spoiling anything when I say that my, my favorite part of this film that I continue to think about was their choice to make not only our, our main family, not clear cut good guys, but also they each represent a different kind of uh, immigration where one only longed to return home and the other was ready to shed everything in, uh, you know, an attempt to assimilate and they don't see eye to eye. I just thought, dude, it was so good and powerful. And the house was a fucking cool location. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, that place felt like a lot of evil had happened there. And, uh, dude, I don't know. I, it was really good. I loved it. I, it, man, I just, the platform had just, because I watched the platform so early in the year, yeah. and it had just still stayed with me. That's why I gave it the edge over on the list. But I mean, I mean, come on. It's absolutely one of the top films I've seen this year. I absolutely love it. Um, and I'll tell you right now, it was a tough watch for six o'clock in the morning. You know, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was like. Meaning that it's just, yeah, that's a heavy way to start your day. I That's what I mean. Like emotionally, I came out of this movie kind of uplifted. Like, and. Yes, but you go through a journey, man. You do. And then when like you break it down, it's like, Jesus. Just the race shit. I, I hate how fucking uh, lazy people can be. And I think of Greenland, where it's like, hey, when you run into a black person, that's a good guy. And in this movie, when we run into the neighborhood kids, it's like, oh, they look like us, but they're the meanest people we've run into. Yeah. And I'm like, that's real life. Like, you get it from everywhere. The assimilation was, because uh, like I said, I think my favorite scene is like, the guy in the bar uh, and they're oh, watching yeah. the soccer game. Well, that's, you know, that's like a uh, real bonding. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I've done that with people before, but I've also seen people who like move into a country and fucking hate it. Yeah. And then they're just talking about how better it was where they came from. Yeah. And it's like, 
I'm confused here. It's a great film. So I'm good. Like I'm, you know, I'm big on the nuance this year. Like, uh, give me, if I want to be there for an hour and a half, let's do some real work here. Like it, this yeah. honestly should be on more list. Like I haven't heard a ton of people talk about this movie. Yeah, I'm shocked. I don't know. I almost, Same with I the almost, platform. Uh, it was, it was like a tie for me in that, that and one other movie. Um, because it, it, you don't see a lot of movies address like the cultural guilt of like abandoning your, your culture for a new one when you move to another country, even though they're not in America, but it still applies. Like, you know, she wants to still do things. For oh yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like I felt that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I remember but, we had to bully you for a while. Like, Cause she wasn't born here. She's a traitor. <laughs> That's why she had me watching Sputnik and fucking carry on and like <laughs> you put you carry on, right? With your little bowl of borscht. <laughs> Sputnik propaganda film. What I, I really wanted to see Sputnik though. What a what a weird Yeah, what a weird movie. Ugh. It wasn't bad, just not for me. All right. Randy, Michael. Also, his house. In the middle of I said that street. when you did. I know, but I wanted to close it out with oh, that. Thank you so much. And I wanted to cut you off. That's more accurate. <laughs> Randy, you're number two. Yep. Um, There's actually a semi-good transition um, <laughs> dealing with movies that um, don't push you too much in one direction or the other and are kind of dealing man. with nuance. Um, this movie came out literally, I think, the weekend of lockdown in most cities. Um, so it was supposed to place theaters, but it had a pretty decent theatrical release. I know. See, Randy, I know this movie. That's why I didn't mention it in your last one. Do you? I, it's, oh, a, I it's Eliza Hitman's Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, that was the most like, dude, I don't, I could feel Randy's like confidence there. Do you? <laughs> what did you think it was? First cow. Oh. oh. That is that is definitely up there as well. I I left it off the top five for for list list. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a also a good comparison. Um, a lot of movies that came out this year that I ended up loving are just movies that are very independent, independent, very naturalistic, and feel very lived in. Um, and this movie, you know, it's a uh, a New York movie, which is always a, a thing I'm into. It's shot on sixteen millimeter. Um, and it's a, it's a, essentially a film about female friendship, but, um, it's also sort of a procedural and, uh, the procedure is that the main character, uh, played by Sydney Flanagan, uh, she is 17 and she's living in rural Pennsylvania and she wants to have an abortion. Um, and you cannot do that if you are underage, um, in Pennsylvania without, you know, some sort of parental consent. So. Her and her cousin, who work at a, a grocery store, they steal some money uh, for a road trip to New York to um, for her to have the abortion. And it's, um, yeah, like I said, it's not melodramatic. It's not overplayed. There isn't really much score to tell you how to feel. Um, it kind of just, um, yeah, shows these two going through the situation and uh, dealing with, you know, the things that, happen along the way that they didn't expect and kind of having to figure out what to do next. Um, it's a really beautiful film um, that I think people should definitely see. Uh, I feel like you guys would like this, although it might not sound like it, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really, really solid independent film. And uh, I've seen Eliza Hittman's other movies this year as well, and I think this is my favorite of hers. When I was doing research uh, for this list, I wanted to listen to a couple of... Um upper 
crushed uh, film critics, as it were, um, Russell Fisher, the, these, <laughs> these, these gentlemen and, and ladies who cover the um, more prestigious films. Uh, of course, I'm referring to spil- film spotting. Uh, which really yeah. I, only, I only listen to them uh, for their top five of the year, top 10 of the year. And so I just was like, oh, maybe they, they can name stuff that uh, I, I've missed. And that's actually my number two is because of this um, uh, film spotting that I listened to. And we'll talk about that. But this film was on every critics list that I saw this year. And so that was like, okay, that's covered. So I definitely want to watch it. Uh, You know, I didn't know it was shot on 16. Also, Russell, when you were uh, scrolling through the pictures of of the screenshots there, it looked like that uh, the gynecologist was played by Billy Crystal. I thought they were going to mention Kevin Smith. <laughs> also, Kevin up. Smith showed up with an IMDb T-shirt on. All right, now what uh, is that about? My favorite thing about this movie is that the cast on IMDb is listed in order: Elvis impersonator, clean cut teenage boy, clean cut teenage boy, clean cut teenage boy, and Skyler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, so my my number two, <laughs> as I said, uh, was a film that really recently just got on my radar. I was trying to you know to see what I had missed. Uh, you know, this year was kind of crazy with the releases and everything. So and you going blind? I knew there was. Yeah, God, <laughs> keep that going. <laughs> I knew that maybe there was some stuff that um, you know I I needed to catch up on. And um, really, I had just heard about this movie as I was home, uh, and I was driving from Greenville, Mississippi, with my mother in the car, and I was like, "Mom, you got to sit here and we got to listen to this show." Because I, they may have some suggestions. Because we got to catch up on movies, and they talked about a movie called Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets, um, as a documentary in brackets uh, <laughs> by the Ross brothers, Bill and Turner Ross, where this is about a bar in Las Vegas, Nevada, called the Roaring Twenties, and that bar is going out of business. So this documentary, God damn it, <laughs> this documentary covers the last day of business uh, of the Roaring Twenties Bar in Las Vegas, Nevada. But uh, this was completely staged by the Ross Brothers. The bar at Roaring Twenties actually is in New Orleans, Louisiana, not in Las Vegas, Nevada. These are real people in the movie. However, there are certain scenarios that are staged uh, by the Ross Brothers, but they they let the scenes play out. Uh... This arguably is my favorite movie of the year. Um, I absolutely am in love with this movie. I think that even though I am not, I would never, would never participate in a barfly uh, lifestyle. I I am <laughs> profoundly drawn to it, and I for whatever reason, I think that just the the weirdos that they collected for this. Uh, documentary however you faux documentary however you want to phrase it real shit happens in this thing staged or not staged what happens is beautiful and i absolutely love this movie randy you saw this yeah uh yeah i saw it several months ago um yeah it's really good i yeah it is very hard to say what it is what the movie is if it's documentary if it's real but um yeah no it's definitely it's definitely intriguing Russ, I, I highly recommend for you guys to see it. I think it's absolutely um, um, in our wheelhouse. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> it played, uh, I think it played true false festival, which, you know, that feels very apropos for this movie. Yeah. It's great. Bloody nose, empty pockets. Check it out. Also, I cried in the end. <laughs> Randy, you cry? No, I never cry. <laughs> Boys don't cry. All right. Are you, are you Oksana, picking a movie? You're number two. I have, I have already picked it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Prove it. Um, so it came out, God, in the heart of lockdown, I guess. I can't remember exactly. Oh, the long. heart of lockdown <laughs> by Oksana Osachi. <laughs> um, uh, it blew up all over. I, I don't know. It's hard to tell sometimes, but I feel like everyone was talking about it. It might just be um, the circle that I'm surrounded by. And that is host. There you go. Zoom, seance, Halloween movie. Um really well done it i know people had uh i don't know it feels it kind of feels like a hack choice because you know i feel like it made it on a lot of lists just like like possessor did but it's so well done you can't deny that it's like it's so much fun to watch too no uh, way i didn't see it on any really no weird i think people love to hate this film which is true with like the whole culture of found footage horror i i feel like it was i mean i don't want to say like revolutionary but definitely like uh inspired a lot of people i feel like to you know make something similar it's safe to say that this film would not exist without the quarantine right because that's what the movie's about so i think that the execution of host no one can take any of that away from it i the execution of what they did was perfect i mean it, it had i mean of course it had whatever issues but um what issues? You know, I don't know. I've heard gripes about it, but. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like choices. That's Honestly, made. you know what? I thought we had coordinated and we're not going to have overlap. And I looked down and I'm like, wait, it's not on my top five. It was supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know. I guess on the other side of the page, I lost a, I made a change. I don't know. But I totally was going to put this on there too. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's almost the equivalent to a comment on a YouTube video that just says first. When it's like, you know, this is the first quarantine movie and it's on Zoom. It's the first Zoom movie. And I think when it's the first, a lot of people are just kind of like, yeah, you know what I mean? And then just wait. I don't think there's going to be one that tops it. And I mean, we watch Control Alt Trick Treat. And then there were a couple shorts like this. And um, every time a new form or a new film with that format came out, you just realized how good Host was. Innovate. That's the word I was trying to think of. It's It feels um pretty like innovative in the world of in-world camera movies. Yeah. No, I loved it too. I stand by that and it was supposed to be on my list. I apologize. It's not. <laughs> like, for real. I I was going to try and break it down like we did last time where I had like yeah. fantasy, found footage, and... That's fine. I flipped the page and I'm not sure which one... I, I think we all like host on this show and uh, I... But I'm glad that... Uh, yeah. You guys you guys are doing great. This I'm is good. <laughs> I uh, There's a stowaway on my list. I don't know which one it is. So, uh, all right. All right. Oh, it's my turn. It's your turn. Uh, number number two. two, much like Randy, you know, me and Randy, we connect all the time. We started talking when we we knew we each had a love for French cinema. And I recall oui, oui. back in the day when Randy even had a, you know, French new wave in his Instagram profile. And then he quickly removed it. And I don't know why. It's still a controversy to this day. <laughs> now me and Randy connect about different film uh, topics. This year, it's abortion. And uh, my number two film is uh, Swallow. 
And you want oh, to talk nice. about nuance and a complicated story and people liking a movie for the wrong reasons, because I do know the right reasons and you're listening right now, <laughs> it's wrong. And uh, fuck, man, talk about a complicated movie about where we come from, what the rest of our life is going to look like, relationships, and just like... Uh, from the opening scene where, you know, we, we have a beautiful prisoner in a beautiful cage to the end scene, which is a long shot over a credit scroll of a woman's bathroom. There is no, no uh, more impactful departure. And also we're dealing with a, um, uh, not a haunted house because this is hardly a horror movie. I saw a lot of people talking about this as a horror film. And I think uh, the themes are horrific and the, the reality of this film is, you know, kind of terrifying, but it's in a domestic way, which almost is more impactful. There are no ghosts here, but it's a haunted house. And the, the turbulent relationship we're dealing with in this film, you want to know the best part of it? I think that dude really did love her though. And it makes this film way more heartbreaking. And, uh, I would love to spoil the shit out of this movie. Cause I think there's a lot to talk about. It has here. eluded me. Oh, you haven't watched it. Not it's very, it. very good. I don't know if you'd like it. I think you'd be into it what? because it's emotional, but like, I don't think it would have made your top five. Well, I, it's, I mean, frankly, I didn't watch it because of my, uh, you know, um, connection with butt boy. Yeah. So I think that, uh, <laughs> stuffing things inside your body, you know, so there's that's a thing. lockdown. Baby. So it, it's, we got the body horror there, right? But it's tied into psychology in a way that is so interesting. And the way that people handle it is fucking great. And you don't get that a lot in body horror. Usually it's a very um, introverted kind of like perspective we're looking at. Mm -hmm. But this film's all about the like the the bridges that never were with other people. And um, the ones that do occur are not the ones you expected. It's so fucking good. I, um, I, I thought about this film harder after watching it than I did uh, Charlotte's Net. Which, you know, featured true gore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I went upstairs and I was just like, man, it's so fucking good. And uh, anybody out there who's like, finally, because so many of you told me to watch this. If you want to talk about it, please, let me know. Because I could go on and on. I mean, rape and abortion are big themes in this movie and beautifully handled. I, I don't know. I loved it. It was an abortion, Michael. Yeah. So, uh, Randy, I know you talked about Godfather it so too. early on. Yeah. Like, uh, did it even come close to your top five? Uh, no, actually. I almost kind of forgot that I had seen it until you brought it up right now. But yeah. it is very good. I'll tell you, dude. So, Randy's number six, Swallow. The, like, <laughs> you know, in cinema, we get a lot of, like, beautifully... Uh, photographed food and i know we all like that but this film quickly pivots into like like just uh abstract art almost where it's like you know we were filming a fancy restaurant like we were at the french laundry with our lovely governor <laughs> and uh, we're filming his plate and then you know juxtaposed to a thumbtack we just found in the carpet both treated exactly the same and uh it's dude it's so good. Um, I can't. I can't wait to get more from the director. Uh, what's his name? Carlo Micab. I don't know. It's like Mirabella or something like that. Yeah, I can't. I can't say names. But yeah, I loved it. And Randy, I apologize to you. I apologize to Marbles who came from <laughs> Beyond the Grave and everybody else who told me to watch it. You were all correct. And uh, yeah, 
I don't know. All right. We finally have made it to our number one film of the year. Randy Michael, kick us off with your number one. You got a guess? Wait, anybody got a guess for Randy's number one? All yeah, right. who's well, got guesses? I was going to say First Cal, but he said he didn't even make the list. So and Now, First Cal, when I was looking around, everybody's fucking list. Everybody everybody's list. And look, I Beautiful will movie. see First Cal. I want to see First Cal. But uh, I knew when you made my list. All right. So um, I... I don't know. Russ, do you have a guess? I wouldn't dare to take a guess as it would only <laughs> insult Randy. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> It'll be like, fuck no. You Randy, can you give us simpleton? a Can you give us one clue? Uh, it might have a small tie-in with my number five that I talked about. Your number five was, give us a quick reminder. <laughs> Uncle Peckerhead. Uncle Peck. Oh, God. Wait, really? <laughs> sort of. All right, just go with it, just Randy. Give, us, give it to us. <laughs> So this was my uh, the most immersive movie for me, which I want to watch again with headphones on because it's dealing very much with sound design and uh, uh, a yeah. character who is a uh, punk rock drummer loses his hearing. Um, it's the sound of metal or sound of metal. There's no the. Uh, Riz Ahmed learned how to play drums for this movie. He uh, is wearing punk rock t-shirts that I used to wear back in the day. He feels very much like people that I've met on tour. Uh, him and his girlfriend uh, basically are touring and living kind of this Airstream van um, and pretty much music and playing uh, shows going on tour uh, is Riz Ahmed's life. And he realizes he's going deaf and the doctor tells him, Hey, you should not play drums anymore at all. And, the first thing he decides to do is go play another show. And that makes his hearing even worse. Um, and then the rest of the movie is about him uh, kind of integrating with this uh, deaf community. Uh, and he's also dealing with uh, addiction. So there is like a rehab facility here. And it's a, it's a beautiful movie that deals with um, the deaf community in a really... Um, unique way that I hadn't really seen before and how um, he wants to get a cochlear implant, but the deaf community is really like anti getting cochlear implants because they don't see um, being deaf as a disability. Um, so the way they dealt with all that was just like very insightful and yeah, Riz Ahmed uh, uh, kills it in this. And uh, yeah, it's a movie I, I think about very, very often. Yeah. I so many times almost watched it. And uh, Randy, your your earlier review this year definitely stayed with me. It just every time, every time I was about to do it, I'm like two hours. I don't know if I can. I started it, and, and then I was like, it. I can't commit to this right now. I <laughs> definitely want to. It's I do this thing. I do this thing where I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm I'm going to stop watching 25 year old football games on YouTube, and I'm going <laughs> to watch a movie. And then I start the movie, and then as soon as I start the movie, I was like, you know, that was a good third quarter. So I go back to the 25-year-old. Oh, God. <laughs> Something I'll never, ever understand. That's fine. Nor can I. Because I, like, I refuse to pay for a therapist. When <laughs> football's like got a VO and it's drama and there's like history tied in and it's a narrative, I'm in. But like old games, I don't know. I love old games. Yeah. I love old games. I never played, though. I think if I actually played organized football, I'd be into it. No, it's I different. Don't know. You don't know the calls and shit. It's kind of like, eh. Eh. Not necessarily. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, Brady, definitely. Um, yeah, I should have seen this coming because, yeah, I know you love this movie. And, uh, yeah. you know, you being a former drummer yourself. Yeah, it's uh, it's also a horrific movie to me to, you know, I be bet. put in the idea of losing your hearing. I mean, you know, I don't use it as much and I'm not really, you know, a uh, full-time musician anymore, but it's a horrifying thing. And the sound design portrays that uh, very well in this movie. What is that thing that... Uh a lot of uh, fans of the genres we like Randy get in their ear when you listen to music too loud. What is that called? Just like hearing. Oh, wait. Oh, tinnitus. Tinnitus. Yeah. yeah. Totally think I have that. Yeah. I have it a little bit too. And uh, dude, it fucking hurts too. Like when it wants to pop up and just remind me it's there. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like I do. But again, I don't want to talk about that because again, Clark got over being blind. So. Thank you. <laughs> How'd the community feel about that? My number one <laughs> film of the year is the exception. First cow. The reason why we made this, uh, I made the rule of uh, <laughs> film festivals uh, being yes. allowed in. Russ, I, I assume, do you know what my number one I have one no is? idea. You don't know? I have no clue. My, my guess know? would have been the platform. I have no idea. No, no, no. This is from the... Fantasia Film Festival, and we watched a Belgium film called Oh De Patrick. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot Patrick. about that. Yes, dude. Did Pelican Blood come out this year? Pelican Blood. Pelican Blood is eligible because of the <sighs> uh, the new rule, I which I put in. Okay, which is why I put Pelican Blood in there to sell this idea to you, which no one responded. I vaguely thought, like the, the one second I gave to what did you pick. I was like, oh, it's got to be Pelican Blood. Pelican Blood's in the top ten for sure, but but uh, that doesn't count. It's going to be on my next. The reason why because it's a it's a it's a bummer. But uh, <laughs> Patrick is the Patrick is the opposite of a bummer, and honestly, that's why it's my number one because it just made me feel so good. Because this is about a nudist camp colony in Belgium, and uh, our main protagonist um, is a simple man named Patrick who is the son of the owner of the camp and he is the handyman of this nudist colony and he's missing a hammer. There's your movie. Hammer time. And I just, I love, oh God, <laughs> I kind of hate that art and I love it at the same time. I just, I just immediately fell in love with this movie because again, I, I love very simple things taken very seriously. Very jokey things that are taken very seriously. And, you know, we've got a simple man like Patrick um, who maybe has some sort of developmental uh, <laughs> crutch in his uh, life. And um, he's missing a hammer. And that is his only goal. And his world around him is crumbling. And he is using this hammer as an emotional uh, crutch as well to not deal with everything else going along with his life, with his father passing away, the camp going away, the camp being taken away from him. And he's just, all of his focus is on this hammer and trying to find it. And so it becomes a bit of a whodunit. We're, we're dealing with the emotional stress of the world crumbling around Patrick. Um, and the humor is, is spot on. Uh, we've got a, a appearance by Jermaine Clement in this, who is not nude. Uh, I but believe he, that we were all uh, disappointed with that. He yeah. did make it onto the poster as like top film. He should have been nude. Uh, but I thought it was good in this. And man, I just, I just love this movie. It's, 
it feels like a Coen Brothers movie because no one writes stupid people like the Coens. <laughs> and no one knows how to elevate um, over-convoluted plots like the Coens. And I just think that the Ethan Coen, uh, excuse me, Joel Coen has said that all directing is is tone management. And that has stuck with me because tone is the most important thing, I think. More so than plot, I, don't, I really, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit about plot. I care about tone. And Patrick does a beautiful job of tone management. And the cinematography, like we're looking here on the IMDb page, and uh, we see the still image of uh, the woods there, and we've got scattered nude people throughout it. <laughs> One of my favorite images from the film. I just absolutely love this movie. I think it's like the Coen's characters invaded a Yorgos Lanthimos world. Oh. Very Lorg. Yeah, I, I would say Lorg. Uh, he's a uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yorgos Lanthimos. <laughs> there we go. I had water in my mouth. He makes great documentary. Uh, and, and God, documentary. Documentary. I, there I'm we go. Losing my mind. To <laughs> I told you. I went to Wendy's. I came back without the food. Yeah, you know Patrick was great, and uh, I feel dumb for not having called that. You were so smitten with that movie. You know, I, I love, I love this movie. Also call back to Chuggy who survived the mall shooting. He watched it with us. He watched the last like hour of this. He came in like halfway. I had to tell him, I was like, look, but he dug it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he was it's a, it. it's a great movie. I love it. And I just could not do a list without saying that this was my favorite film of the year. Also, I have a small caveat that I have to say that, yes, I, this is my favorite film of the year that came out this year, but my favorite film that I saw this year, we actually saw in a theater, but it's 17 years old, and that's Memories of Murder. Oh, oh okay. Um, nice. I just, I, 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 that still stuck in my head, uh, that film, and uh, it was great that we so we saw it in the theater, and we had a uh, Q&A with Edgar Wright and uh, John Poe. That was a good Q&A. Uh, yeah, I, I have to say that that is my favorite film of the year, which is 17 years old. But Not Coco Patrick, D, Coco Day. I did not get a chance to revisit that uh, because it, it's definitely one of my top films. I love Coco D, Coco Day. <laughs> maybe the best, maybe the most catchy song in a movie. Great movie, love it. Wow. Oksana, you're number one. Coco D, Coco Da, life goes I'm, on. <laughs> Coco D and Coco Da. I'm so tempted to talk about Unhinged because it was such a fun theater experience. Oh, I forgot about that movie. I went through, I had to go Damn. through my social medias because oh. I'm like, how this year has been 10 years Unhinged long. Unhinged on your list, dude? I, I, you know, I spaced on it. It's been too busy this stupid week. <laughs> you went but, blind, my back went out, you know. But that's not what I'm going to put as my number one. Here we go. There was a movie oh, that um, <laughs> you're making up right now. It wasn't so it wasn't scary for jump scare factors because I'm always susceptible to them until they're done to death. Mm -hmm. This one was like haunting. Um, there were creatures in it that like just I like I had a hard time looking at sometimes. They, oh. Their movements were the children of the night. Sputnik. <laughs> Sputnik. <laughs> <laughs> That thing was too cute. God, you were giving us the hard sell on this thing, aren't you? <laughs> it's anything for Jackson. <laughs> oh, that almost made my list too. There are some of the weirdest, like demon, ghosts, whatever the fuck they are. The way they move was just like made me like, ugh, like grossed out and had a chill down my spine. It's so good, and like creepy old and people. And yet Charlotte's net did nothing to you. 
Yeah, I know. Continue. <laughs> Maybe my soul is dead. I don't oh, know. Oh, God. Well, you've been living with Russell for 10 years, so uh, that checks but out. He's wonderful, even though he is. But <laughs> creepy old oh, people in movies. Um, <laughs> Dude, anything for Jackson? It's another reimagining of the haunted house. Yeah. The hauntings aren't just like a that's, ghost child. You, I know you disagreed with me, but that's the one that I thought was similar to um, his house. Only in the fact that it was like, House-related ghosts. Tonally, they could not be more different, Very though. true, yeah. There is a very sharp wit in anything for Jackson. And uh, it's like if you blink, you miss it. And again, uh, the award goes to the best Nomicon, Necronomicon ever on film. <laughs> also, I loved it. Such a stressful movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've heard uh, many positive things about this. Where, where is this available? Shutter. Oh, Shutter. Shutter. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Russell My Fisher, turn. your number. I feel like I should have a like stally film to talk about, like you all did, where it's like you know, yeah, I love this film and I watched it five times, but it's not going to make my list. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one right now. I don't know. You know what? I have a list of films that I considered. I think all of them were covered. Holy shit! All of so Gretel and Hansel Possessor, Underwater, Swallow, His House, Feels Good, Man, Twelve Hour Shift, Host, Anything for Jackson. The one that we didn't talk about that I think we all liked was survival skills. Yeah. Yeah. That one was great. So that is not my number one, but uh, I loved it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. My number one. Anybody got a guess? Has it been mentioned? Already? You can't guess. I'm not. I, I abstain. Has it been mentioned? Uh, what, I've talked about it on the show. No, but it has it been mentioned? In no. This hell no. Can you give us a hint? Uh, I saw it in a theater. This year? Yeah. It's got a theme song. It's not on anyone's list. You saw it in a theater. It's got a theme song. All right, you ready? Ready for I the remember ready the for the reveal? It's not cherry pie. It's the empty man, the empty man. Oh. Empty man, the empty man. <laughs> I can be as empty as you can. I can be as empty as you can. Dude. So the empty man, um This is your number one. The empty man, you know, I, I held it in my heart for a long time. Uh is it part of my id? to want to be different and to have a favorite that nobody else ever had. Of course it is. Why do you think I call this shit the Overlook Theater and then regretted? Yeah. Also, play The Shining one, please. You can't find it. The Shining is a good movie. Exactly. I hate that. I hate that our <laughs> brand is associated with such a popular film. But I'm also happy that it's a film that makes a lot of people angry and that a film, uh, you know, 84 people all have different theories on what the real conspiracy behind it is. And it's over two hours long. Well, I'm talking about The Empty Man. I know. They're both over two hours well, long. Well, no. So The Shining got confabulated in there, but that's great. That makes my point. The Empty Man's a movie nobody saw. Um, the Correct. title alone, it's almost like a, what was that movie? Jerusalem. Like, mm -hmm. you know, World War Z comes out and then you make a movie and you put a Z in the title and it's like, nope. So we have The Bye-Bye Man. And people were like, oh, I made a mistake there. And then the empty <laughs> man comes out and uh, the people with the money are like, we made a mistake here. <laughs> anyway, the film's fucking great. I also teased it and never followed up. Uh, that is my resolution for uh, 2021. I promise not to tease things and not follow through. Did you never give it a proper review? I really wanted to go like deep into it. And I was like, okay, well, I'll do it when the movie comes out. It's not on Blu-ray yet. When this thing drops, I will pick it back up and I will go into it. It is a... Uh, horror movie that takes a a stark departure in the early first act and it turns into a procedural 
And it's one of those movies where it's like, what's really going on? Except you actually find yourself going, hey, what's really going on here? And it's a movie that uh, Terrell ditched us to go see while we were re- we were watching Hinge, Unhinged or something. He saw it without us the day it opened. No, he saw it on a Thursday. Yeah, and then we, we saw it on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we're doing isolation. And um, normally this turns into like an argument where it's like, bitch, you saw it without us. And then he'll be like, well, y'all wanted to do something different. When I ran into him after we got out of The Empty Man, uh, we talked through three different stores through the mall about what this movie was about. <laughs> There's a deep philosophy at its center. And and it's it's got like, you know, I'll go into it deeper when it comes out. But it's got, it's like internet adjacent. And it's kind of got like thought pollution. And it it's so good. And nobody fucking watched it. And it's not out. Yeah. And uh, for Christmas, Oksana got me two of the three graphic novels that are associated to it. And she got me number two and three. So I've not read them yet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was only two. Oh, number, the fun. first one is on, on Amazon for like $930-something. Jesus. Mm. Why? The price was right. $900. It feels the same way. A grand. Well, like, what the hell? It, Dude, it's... I mean, Oksana, you should have looked at the spine. They have triangles that are all shaped a certain way to denote the number. And but there's no on. number? No. Thank you. Come on. This is why you didn't get the Empty Man. Otherwise, it would have been number one. <laughs> empty man. Learn to read the triangles. There was a lot of good stuff in the Empty Man. Adam Stillwell. Poor cool. God <laughs> that I ever watched it. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, here, I should give it a horror pitch. It's got that kind of narrative that Scanners and They Live have. Where it's got like I'm one guy and I'm uncovering a huge conspiracy, yeah. and it's too late to turn back. And you kind of root for him anyway, and it feels like it's you against the world. And uh, this one though, it leaves you thinking. Like when when Piper takes down the alien satellite, you feel good. You're like, you did it, man. In this one, you're like, what just happened? Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I I loved it. And uh, I you know I pitched this to Chad. Chad Lott over at uh, Scary Thoughts. I'm like, y'all should watch this because if with the right people, you could have a long, deep conversation about this film. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, convince them to do it. Also, love how the director is David Pryor. Yeah, boy, that last name makes you think that uh, he's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you found another button on that board. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up everything. Uh, let's go around last time and just give our top oh, five shit. from five to one. Randy, kick us off. Uh, yeah, number five is Uncle Peckerhead. Number four, She Dies Tomorrow. Number three, Baccarat. Number two, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. And one is Sound of Metal. Baby got Baccarat. Mine almost <laughs> reads like a sentence for the from five to two. Here we go. <laughs> but, but boy feels good, man. The platform, bloody nose, empty pockets, Patrick. <laughs> wow, the setup for that. <laughs> uh, mine were um, Underwater, Wolf of Snow Hollow, 12 Hour Shift, Host, and Anything for Jackson. Genre much, bro? Yeah. And we <laughs> saved the best for last. Once again, it's Gretel and Hansel, Possessor, His House, Swallow, and the Empty Man. All right. We did it, and uh, Russ, you don't have to relive this for another 365 days. You know, it's <laughs> fine. I, you know, I bought a tux for the occasion, so you know I care. I'll tell you, it looks good. 
Thank you. Usually don't say, you know, fluorescent orange tuxes, <laughs> but uh, I was going for a reflection vibe okay. as we look back on 2020. Looks like you're doing community service. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cops did show up today, so. All right. Uh, so again, uh, thank you guys uh, for listening to us in 2020. It was a weird year. Thank you for hanging in there with um, all of our nonsense, including our 19-week uh, Corona bonus uh, extravaganza we went on. I think uh, we only did four. No, what? No, we we did, we did like at least seven. Those were rough. <laughs> Those were fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna give you uh, 2021. Uh, we've got some new things. Um, in mind for what we want to do, and we're going to keep on keeping on. Uh, we may expand. We may take back. Who knows? <laughs> also, the police really did show up today. They found a rifle in our backyard. It was discarded in a duffel bag. Yeah. We're off to a good nice. start. <laughs> Randy, that's a true story. <laughs> that's real. That's it, insane. Is insane. <laughs> it is insane the amount of riffraff that happens on this street yeah, in now, front of us. Now there's like crime evidence, too. Well, Honestly. Or, like, uh, five weeks ago or something, it was actually a long time ago, we were talking about how we were watching those dudes in the in the back, that yeah. girl and the guy. I swear it was them. It must have been it them with that rifle. You, well, some, uh, dude, it's, it's, I don't understand the riffraff on the street. <laughs> so, it, like, we're, we're in a nice neighborhood. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with that derelict apartment complex down there. I know. But these little gutter snipes that come up the street we had car break-ins in uh, in our plaza, Randy. <laughs> yeah, I mean it happens. <laughs> it shouldn't. It was Randy looking for toothpaste. I, I live in a decent neighborhood in Oakland, and there's been wild shit happening here too. So, Randy, yeah. they broke into a car dealership <laughs> across the street, and I stole a brand new Honda yeah. RV, and I slept through the whole thing. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you. Twenty twenty was a hell of a year. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, we'll see you for this year and, uh, all right, that's it. Randy, say some nice words. Uh, I have no nice words, but, uh, if you want to see my top 25 on letterbox, uh, (laughs) go follow me there. Cut him off. (laughs) All right. Bye.